In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. In paintings down through the years by some of the greatest artists, Jesus is always presented with a little golden circle around his head. It's, it's meant to be a circle of light, and we call it a halo. The technical term, however, is nimbus of glory. Nimbus, of course, means cloud. And so it's the artist's way of showing Jesus in a cloud of glory. And I want you to keep that one phrase in mind. We'll come back to it. Jesus in a cloud of glory. The, the most valuable reality of all, the most value, valuable reality to the, to the ancient Hebrews was Yahweh, God. And they used the term glory to speak of God. They said that God gives off a golden glow, and that was his glory. So 1,000 years before Christ went up on the mountain and was transfigured before Peter, James, and John, 1,000 years before that, Moses went up on Mount Sinai to receive the law from God. And as I know you've heard, the glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai and the, the cloud covered it for six days and on the seventh day, God called to Moses out of the cloud. Now the appearance of the glory of God was like a devouring fire on top of the mountain. And in sight of the people of Israel down below, as they looked up, that's what it looked like, a devouring fire. And they couldn't see God. But obviously they could see God's glory. And they knew that God was present up on top of that mountain. Glory. Glory tells you that God is present. And so when Moses came down from the mountain, the passage in scripture reads, he, he did not know that the skin of his face shone because he had been up there talking with God. But having been in God's presence, his face was reflecting the glory of God. And that's what happened to Jesus. As it says, he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun. His clothes became as white as light. And then again, a cloud overshadowed them. And from that cloud, there came a voice this is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. By way of background, you, you need to remember, Peter, the other disciples, as a matter of fact, most of the people of Israel, they weren't looking for, they did not want a Messiah of suffering love. They wanted they wanted a warrior king. They wanted one who would once and for all deliver them out of their bondage and slavery. And so all of this, this tension, caused great confusion of purpose 
within Jesus. Did God, did God really want him to go to Jerusalem and die? Did, did he really have the power to love even in spite of suffering? And so that's why Jesus went up on the mountain. That's why Jesus went apart. He was always doing that. He wanted to get up away from the people, apart by himself, to be able to pray, to present himself to the very presence of God. And that's when he was transfigured outwardly and transfigured inwardly as well. Henry Morton Stanley was born in 1841. At the age of 26, he was born in Wales, and at the age of 26, Henry Morton Stanley came to New York City and he took a job at the New York Herald newspaper. He'd been on the job two years when one day his editor-in-chief came and put a short little note on his desk. And this note said, find Livingston. That's what it said. Find Livingston. Livingston was, of course, David Livingston, the physician missionary to Africa, the greatest explorer of the 19th century. He discovered, Livingston did, he discovered how, how slavery in Africa, black people being captured and sold into slavery was, was destroying the lives of Africans. And he dedicated his life to trying, trying to find different trade routes uh, to the West that could maybe overcome and, and diminish slavery. Well, by 1869, Livingston had not been heard of, heard from for three years. And newspaper headlines in the world were beginning to say, where is Livingston? Is Livingston dead? And so thus, that admonition to Henry Morton Stanley to find Livingston. So, off he headed. In 1869, Henry Morton Stanley set off from New York City to Africa to find Livingston. It took him two years, two years. But in November 1871, he found Livingston in a small village in a very remote part of Africa. Some years later, he wrote a book. The book was entitled, How I Found Livingston. And in this book, partly what he wrote was this. I went to Africa as a total atheist. When I found Livingston, I began to ask myself, what is it that inspires this man? For months after we met, I found myself wondering as I watched him, this old man who was following and living out Jesus' commandment to, to follow him, and Livingston was doing that. And, and I was amazed 
Stanley said, at, at his piety, his gentleness, and above all, what can, what can only be described as his self-giving love. I was converted, Stanley writes, though I never, ever intended for that to happen. He was converted by being in the presence of self-giving love. He was transfigured. He was transformed. He became a practicing Christian. He became a missionary himself. And he went to Africa trying to defeat slavery there as well. That's what happened to Jesus on top of that mountain. He was transfigured. With all the confusion in his life, he went up on that mountain weak, but he grew strong in the sense of God's purpose for him, in the presence of God's self-giving love. Jesus grew strong. He went up on the mountain unsure, weak. He came down strong, sure of his purpose. And he set his face to go to Jerusalem. In the presence of the living God, that can happen to you and me as well. If you remember at the outset, I said Jesus in a cloud of glory. Jesus was always depicted with that nimbus of glory around his head. Because we Christians believe that God is always present and with Jesus. And those great artists also depict Peter and the other disciples and many others with that nimbus of glory around their heads as well. And you know, if they were painting us, they would paint us with that nimbus of glory as well. That means that you and I can always put ourselves in God's presence. We can be transformed when we are weak. Why? Because God is always present with you and me. We can be made strong when we are unsure and weak, and we can find for sure God's purpose for our lives. Amen. Amen.